0: Rain and weather might have dampened the non-conference schedule for the new-look Hawaii Pacific University Sharks baseball team. However, today begins a clean slate for the Sharks as they open up PacWest play against the Eagles of Biola University in what will prove to be a thrilling doubleheader. Hawaii Pacific Health presents Hawaii Pacific University Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc. Providing Hawaii's contractors with top-quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. And now, live from Field 4 at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park, here's play-by-play announcers Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia.
1: Aloha and welcome, live to Central Oahu. We're bringing you HPU baseball. We're back after a few weeks, and hopefully, as my broadcast partner Alan Mia, joining myself Kyle Galdera, mentioned earlier, we can avoid some of the moisture that has passed through Oahu the past couple of days. But so far, looking at this field here at Central Oahu Regional Park, Alan. It looks like a great day for baseball.
2: Yeah, they said they tarped it all night long and throughout the day and and just recently took the tarp off to get the field conditions uh, just, I would call it pristine. The the dirt is packed tight, and, you know, they did a good job of getting uh, diamond dirt on it just to dry it out a little bit more, but the fact that they were able to put some tarps on it uh, last night and today has really held nicely. And, you know, earlier the weather came through hard, they said, but it's
1: opening up right now, so it's looking like a beautiful day for some baseball. And it's nice to be back with you, my friend. We kicked things off for HSRN, what, almost three years ago now when UH played HPU, and then last year we were at Hans-LaRange Park, and now we're at Central Oahu Regional Park. So it's kind of like the traveling circus that is HPU baseball. However, after a strong start, they kind of fell behind in the non-conference series last week, and then they're trying to bounce back this week with the start of conference play as HPU welcomes in one of the better teams in the conference in Biola. Yeah,
2: Biola, you know, last year finishing in the conference in the top third of the, the, the league. And then you look at HP, although finishing in the bottom third of, of conference play, these teams were separated by only two games, which shows you the quality of the West Conference and, and how tightly contested it is. So uh, this is a big series for them. They're evenly matched right now. I, I know Biola's got a lot of returning players, but they do have a first-year head coach here. So things are going to be a little bit different for the Eagles from what they saw last year uh, when they faced each other in conference play but HPU looks retooled, and they look they look hungry, and they also, you know, the, the, the best thing about it is they, they have a lot of depth. There's a lot of bodies that are ready to go tonight.
1: And you mentioned the first-year coach, Jesse Rogers, for Biola. They actually had a non-conference series against one of the better teams in the conference, Azusa Pacific, and they got a win out of that four-game series. And on the flip side, I alluded to HPU under second-year coach, Dane Fujinaka, Minnesota Crookston was the season-opening opponent, and HPU took 3 of 4 from them, and then were swept last week by the pretty good Northwood University squad and actually had two games rained out. And even though you would think, okay, that's good, they got out of there without losing a potential five games, I think the HPU coaching staff would have liked to have gotten those two games in because it, give you, it gives you more opportunities to see what you have. Coming into conference play today.
2: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. We, you know, in our pregame chat with them, um, they really needed every inning possible in this in the non-conference slate because they got some freshmen, they got some really young guys, uh, even returnees from last year that really didn't see a lot of playing time. So they wanted to kind of gauge what they had going into the season. But because of the weather, they couldn't get those guys in. But it's 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 not a next man scenario this year quite like last year was for HPU when they were down to I think it was only 14 positional players and they only had 14 total arms as well on the bump so uh this year they got a lot more depth so they're, they're gonna have time throughout the season to see where the freshmen and the younger guys you know kind of sit right now but the good thing about it is they got a lot of veteran leadership coming back and, and some of these guys are already hitting their stride
1: early in the season and when we come back we'll get you starting lineups and get you ready for first pitch it's hpu and biola the PacWest opener in the baseball season 2023 just about to get underway, this is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. We're going through the starting lineups, and before we get you ready for today's action, we mentioned during the commercial break there, Battery Bills, which keeps us powered in on the air. And I think, Alan, looking at Biola the Eagles, they're power-packed. And we'll tell you about their lineup right around the corner following the National Anthem and Hawaii Pono'i. We'll take a break brief break and we'll be right back this is hpu sharks baseball on the hawaii sports radio network welcome back to central oahu regional park before we get you first pitch action here between hpu and biola let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification you're listening to hpu sharks baseball on the hawaii sports radio network
0: Home of HPU Athletics, KGU-AM, K236-CR, Honolulu, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and 95.1 FM.
1: Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia back here with you live on a cloud-covered Friday afternoon in Hawaii. It's a bit early of a Pauhana celebration for us, but the work is just about to get underway for HPU. They've taken a field to face Biola for the season opener. And looking at the Sharks' defense, Alan, it's been something that HPU has really relied on all year to back up their pitching. And with Jack O'Brien on the bump and the solid defense behind him, I think the Sharks are in prime position to get their season and conference started off right today.
2: Yeah, in our preseason chat, that's one thing I asked about was, like, how are the pitcher psyche with the defense behind them? Is there a lot of confidence with the guys, you know? In, in the, on the defensive side if they give up hits or if they're spraying the ball around and, and one of the things that really caught my eye was because of the, the, the leadership the veteran leadership these guys are fundamentally sound and so the pitchers have a lot of confidence so therefore they're going to attack the zone especially with Jack Bryant who sits about 88 you know 87, 88 miles an hour will use his change up which is his plus pitch and now has added really his slider which last year they said was just a kind of show me pitch to kind of you know keep them off balance but now it's become part of his repertoire to add that Third dimension to what he brings to the table but he's going to throw a heavy ball pound zone so he's going to really rely on that defense behind him which right now is fundamentally just in a lock
1: you mentioned jock o'brien coming into today's game with a 3.60 era and an 0-1-1 record but he's definitely pitched well with that new slider as you mentioned addition to his repertoire and he's just about ready he'll be working from the windup. hpu in their blue nike tops today with white pants Biola in the all-black with red trim uniforms. O'Brien winds and delivers, and the first pitch is put in play at 2.02 p.m. here, and it's going to be grounded to third by the leadoff batter, Tyler White, for the Eagles. So just like that, O'Brien, one pitch, one out.
2: You love it, especially at the defense. Pound the zone, get contact. Richard Higa doing a wonderful job of resetting his feet after kind of slipping just a little bit as he caught that ground ball, adjusted, and got a nice little dart all the way over to Travis Johnson at 1B for that
1: one out. Always a great way to start the game as the next batter steps in. It's A.J. Ortiz hitting a healthy 340 to start the year. It's no slouch. And the first pitch to him is taken just on the outside corner for a strike. I mentioned 202, our start time today. It's 73 degrees and overcast out here on the Central Oahu Plain. And you hear the wind whipping. It might reach upwards of 30 miles per hour as far as the gusts go today. So... Hopefully, HP can use that to their advantage as ball one sails into Ortiz, whereas the pitchers need to limit Biola and keep their 11 home runs in the starting lineup right where it is. The next pitch is just outside, 2-1 and one the count here on Ortiz. you seen a little bit of a different Jack O'Brien. Last year probably would have gone three
2: straight fastballs to start off the count. This one he goes fastball, slider, change, so he's kind of showing everything right off the get-go.
1: O'Brien from the windup. He delivers now. This one's grounded through the hole just between the third baseman and shortstop. So Ortiz waited for his pitch and smoke went through the left side for the first hit of this ballgame. Yeah,
2: it looks like he got a fastball right down the middle. Did a good job of staying inside the ball to pull it between the 6-5
1: hole. And that'll bring up Austin Carrillo. He's hitting 188, but he does have a home run. And looking at how strong this Biola offense is, He's basically sandwiched between Ortiz hitting 340, and then Wyatt Duncan, the next batter, hitting 299 with three bombs. So with the runner on first, no score so far. Top of the first inning, HPU hosting Biola in the PacWest opener for both squads. The runner, Ortiz, leads off of first, a healthy lead. O'Brien from the stretch delivers home and a nice first-pitch strike. That's now three straight first-pitch strikes. To open this game.
2: Yeah, and as you know, pitchers always want to start ahead, so it's a good omen right there. Shows confidence, and he's in a kind
1: of a relaxed state is what you want of Jack O'Brien. So O'Brien peers in, now goes over to first. That's a reminder that with Major League Baseball starting spring training today, there's been a lot of attention on pickoff moves and the new rules in place. So fortunately, we don't have to worry about that at the college level, but it's definitely something fun to talk about. O'Brien ahead in the count, 0-1, and, and actually goes over and picks the runner off on the second time around. He caught Ortiz just a bit off the bag, and a nice throw. He threw a strike over to first for the tag, and out number two.
2: And it was funny, because I was just about to say, if Jack O'Brien on his pickoff move can kind of shorten his arm his arm swing on there and just get to kind of you know dart the ball over, he'd have
1: a better opportunity, but he threw an absolute missile. And O'Brien trying to bounce back, now gets strike number two on a foul ball by Carrillo. So just like that after facing a bit of pressure, O'Brien now ahead in the inning, two outs and ahead in the count, 0 and 2.
2: And base runners are going to have to know that, you know, with a little bit of a wet soggy field when you go back on head first, you kind of your momentum's going to slow you down, so O'Brien
1: just a bit outside on the fastball. You might want to take a little bit more of a conservative lead. So with two outs here in the top of the first, no score so far by hitting. However, in the count, now 2-2 on a ball way outside to Austin Carrillo. Behind O'Brien defensively, he's being worked with on the battery by his catcher, and this ball is popped up, and it's going to go out to right field into that jet stream. A nice job by Kota Suzuki, ranging over to make out number three, and just like that, biola is retired with nothing going here in the top of the first it's shark's turn next this is hpu sharks baseball on the hawaii sports radio network
3: your health tip of the week is from dr dale glenn of hawaii pacific health regular
4: health screenings are the best way to protect yourself from heart disease the number one killer of both men and women your primary care physician can help spot heart conditions early when they're most treatable and if you're concerned about your risk of heart disease your primary care physician can get you started on a heart healthy plan so be heart smart and make sure you're getting regular screenings
3: for more health tips visit healthierhawaii.org
0: hawaii pacific health presents hpu sharks baseball on hsrn 95.1 fm and am 760.
1: welcome back to patsy mink central Oahu regional park hpu holding biola to the not so traditional one two three inning in the first after Jack O'Brien got all three batters out, including a pickoff at first base. And now the Sharks will come to the plate. They're going to have a pretty strong lineup today, uh, started off by Cole Kashimoto. He's the left fielder leading off. Kota Suzuki, the right fielder, batting second. T.J. Smith, the suddenly veteran shortstop after a strong season last year, batting third, playing short. The cleanup hitter is first baseman Travis Johnson. Veteran center fielder D.J. Stevens is up next, followed by third baseman Richard Higa. Frankie Perales batting seventh, playing second base. The catcher who I couldn't get to his name because the batter popped out so quickly, Chase Taylor, the junior, batting eighth. And then the D.H. Noah Hata, the Marino freshman, batting ninth today for HPU. you
2: got to love seeing a freshman in a big spot in the designated hero. So that just you know shows you the, the amount of confidence they have in you to step into this lineup as a freshman and, and just start hitting and raking as, off the get-go.
1: And Hata with a hot start, 381 for him, so he'll be the... Essentially a second leadoff hitter today, but the first leadoff hitter, that's Cole Kashimoto, the spark plug out of left field, hitting 4.29, and the senior hitting left will start things off today against Lucas Bixby. As the first pitch is taken, oh, I thought it was outside, but it is going to be called for a strike on the corner. Yeah, Bixby, the sophomore,
2: got a 2-1 uh, record so far on the year. A little bit of high ERA, just sitting over five.
1: So the second pitch is indeed, oh okay, that's going to be called a to strike too. So looks like HP will have to adjust their approach a bit as that outside corner is open for business today. 0-2 is the count to Kashimoto. Bixby from the windup. And a swing and miss. Kashimoto went after it, but I think after getting down in that 0-2 hole, it was a bit of a tough task to dig out of.
2: Yeah, you got, you know, Probably the benefit of the call if you're uh, Taylor Justice behind the dish there, the, the battery mate for uh, for Lucas Bixby for Biola University. So you start Kashimoto in an 0 2 hole and then you
1: just pump a fastball right by him. That'll bring up Kota Suzuki. He's hitting 3 10 on the year. He's a senior out of Japan. Take strike one inside. Seven ribbies on the year for Kota. And this ball's grounded to second on a hop, and it's picked up nicely there by the second baseman from Biola, Tyler White, who tosses over to first and quickly two out for HPU here in the first. Yeah, Kota just pulling off just a little
2: bit, kind of got out at the end of the bat, was able to pull it to second base, uh, even with a little bit of a hop. Good play there by Tyler White at second to get the put out.
1: And I was just about to say, Kota Suzuki in the first series against Minnesota Crookston what he does in the warm-ups is he goes last, so the opposing team sometimes thinks that the right fielder isn't that strong, and then he actually had a runner thrown out at home because they didn't see his arm. So a bit of a crafty veteran there as the first pitch in the T.J. Smith is there for a called strike. Actually, it's a ball. Now two balls. You always know hitters are seeing the ball good when
2: uh, you know they kind of just shake it off even before the pitch gets uh, past them. So he was already shaking his head knowing that it was going to be high and inside.
1: And this ball is right in the outside corner. Again, the home plate umpire today, Jim LeBeau, using that outside corner to the pitcher's advantage so far. Oh, the good old veteran, Jim LeBeau. As this pitch is in the dirt, so a favorable 3-1 count. And you mentioned LeBeau behind the plate. Marshall Woods down the first baseline. Dean Asgard down the third baseline. You know, T.J.
2: Smith last year as a freshman really opened eyes this year, comes in as a sophomore, kind of already – Now, not going to catch many teams by surprise here, and and he's showing why starting the year off hitting 364.
1: And after that strike on the inside corner, the breaking ball makes the count full. So full count for T.J. Smith, two out, bottom of the first, no score. And this ball on an excuse me swing, grounded into foul territory. That might have been ball four, but with two outs and two strikes, you don't want to leave anything to chance there.
2: Yeah, you got to protect the dish in any way
1: possible, and he's doing that by getting up on the dish, up in the box, trying to take that spin away. And the payoff pitch is fouled away again, so a good job by T.J. Smith of Staying Alive. Nice crowd here on the early Friday afternoon.
2: You know, we were talking earlier about T.J. Smith and how last year, because he was catching the eye of a lot of people, it kind of caught him by surprise, and he kind of had that deer-in-a-headlight look at times.
1: Another foul away, so good job by Smith of Staying Alive.
2: This year they said he came in with a different mindset, knowing that eyes were going to be on him. So he somehow was able to harness that kind of anxiety and just really calm down. Now you've really seen a very talented T.J. Smith out there, even on the defensive side of the ball.
1: And this ball is smoked to right down the line. Excuse me, swing another check swing. However, this one is perfectly placed. And with the single to right, T.J. Smith is HPU's first runner of the afternoon.
2: Just a good job of two-strike hitting on a low outside fastball, was able to just kind of throw his hands at it for that check swing, but able to get enough barrel on it to really shoot it past the first baseman who tried to make it hard to dive towards it, but just couldn't get there in time.
1: Yeah, that was Wyatt Duncan who kind of got handcuffed, and that ball knuckled a bit on him, and good thing for H.P. who got through. That'll bring up Travis Johnson, the first baseman, hitting 185. The first pitch is swung on and missed by him. A nice job by Bixby there bit of an off speed look like a slider high though kind of changed the eye level a bit you know i know HPU is really waiting for travis johnson to get going it's
2: got a lot of pop in that forehold they're expecting a lot of production out of him and so far you know he shows power numbers but just got to get him going on the average number
1: here's the 0-1 pitch it's taken just a bit inside even in the count at one and one we mentioned the hpu lineup no major injuries so far for the sharks to report which is good news early on in the season, and that sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. The 1-1 pitch from Bixby in the stretch is roped to left. That's going to fall in. He's going to have at least one, maybe two, but the runners will hold. Coach Dane Fujinaka being a bit conservative with two out, keeping the runners going as a nice swing by Johnson puts two runners on for the next batter, DJ Stevens.
2: Yeah, HP, you looking for that little bit of a two-out nightmare here in the top of the first. And, you know, we talk about Lucas Bixby, the pitch, the starting pitcher for Biola. He has a propensity to, to give up a lot of hits with uh, the opposing team. Opposing teams right now early in the season have a two ninety six average against him. He has given up 11 runs, 10 of which are earned, but he's given up 21 hits so far. But he does boast a nice 4-to-1 ratio, strikeout-to-walk
1: ratio. So here comes the senior outfielder, D.J. Stevens, the captain in center, as he takes a ball. Wow, that appeared to be on the corner, but called the ball high. So good eye there by Stevens. Two out, no score. Bottom of the first, HPU at bat. It's the PacWest opener as Biola has come to town. HPU looking to strike first. Here's the pitch, and that one is called a strike, and... It's going to be a pickoff throw to first, but too high by the catcher. So it'll be an E2 on the throw. And then the runner from second will come around to score. And that's going to be TJ Smith with the first run of this game. The second runner, Travis Johnson, moves to third. And just like that, without even putting the ball in play, HPU takes a 1-0 lead.
2: Yeah, that's just a, a throw that sailed away from him over the tall Wyatt Duncan's head. And, uh, you know, was able to kind of just slow down uh, getting to the outfield because of the wet ground and was able to slow it just enough to allow the runners to get two bags out of that air.
1: Yeah, that was Taylor Justice with the errant throw there down the first. And normally as this ball comes into D- DJ Stevens making the count, I believe 2-0, and oh, is when you try to backdoor that runner, you got to know you have to make a perfect throw because just like that, it ended up costing him a run.
2: And it kind of goes back to what I was saying last inning when Biola got picked off was, you know, runners are going to have to be a little bit conservative. And, you know, on that one, Travis Johnson took a really big secondary and just slipped on while returning the
1: bag, and that's what caused the catcher to try to backdoor him. Here's a 2-2 pitch now, grounded up the middle. Will it make it through? It won't, but the speedy runner there is going to be safe. A nice job by Stevens of Hustling. He'll get the infield single, and more importantly, will drive in HP's second run of the game, Two to nothing, Sharks. Yeah, Stevens
2: going up the middle. Nice try by Bobby Brown, the two-way star for Biola, being able to get a glove on it. But just because Stevens' speed there wasn't able to turn around and, and fire it to first base in time, but still a good play by their shortstop.
1: So that's now three straight two-out hits for HPU. And the coach from Biola is going to walk out there and. I maybe check with his shortstop to see if he's okay.
2: Yeah, it looks like uh, Bobby Brown, the shortstop for Biolas, kind of—I don't know if it's an arm thing on the on the throw, or if maybe he tweaked something as as he was as he was spinning. You know, reached down with his left, got it up the middle, kind of did the 360 spin. So I'm not sure if he twisted something, but he looks to be all right. As the trainer and uh, and the first year head coach, uh, Travis Johnson, Jesse Rogers, Jesse Rogers, sorry, um, goes back toward to the dugout. My apologies.
1: So that's good news for Biola, and that sports injury update, which fortunately right now isn't an injury, is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, which takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. Travis Johnson was just the one that came across the plate. See what you did there?
2: (laughs) Try to save that one.
1: (laughs) HPU saved its second run there, and we'll see if they can continue to add to it. As the lead is 2-0, bottom of the first inning. Richard Higa, the veteran, third baseman up to bat now, hitting 217, Trying to add to the Sharks' streak of three straight two-out singles. Made a good play at third base to start off the game in in the top half. Higa pops this one out of play quickly behind 0-2. Higa, a left-handed hitter facing the right-handed Bixby, working out of the stretch. Higa doing what he can here against the defense, playing straight away. both the infield and the outfield, just a bit shaded to the left. This one high and inside, ball one, one and two, the count to Higa.
2: Good eye there by Higa, especially from the left side. When that ball kind of rises on you, it kind of starts to look like a beach ball.
1: The wind picking up here at Central Oahu Regional Park. We mentioned gusts could reach upwards of 30 miles an hour today. As the 1-2 pitch is swung on, oh, fouled away. The catcher couldn't quite grab it, and that's another shot for Higa here at the plate. That would have been strike three if he would have held on.
2: Yeah, that's something about this HPU lineup. You don't want to give them second opportunity, so uh, it's a very good hitting lineup for HPU this year. So when you have those
1: moments, you want to capitalize on it. So here's the 1-2 pitch, Hanahoe in there as this ball is popped down the left side. Will it stay in play? It will. It's going to be gobbled up by the left fielder out there, James Whitman, for out number three. But HPU does strike with two runs in the first and leads this one 2 to nothing. This is HPU
0: Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Sharks Baseball, brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc. on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: HPU with a 2-0 lead as we head to the top of the second inning. Leading off for Biola is Wyatt Duncan, the first baseman. He takes ball one low and away. Wyatt Duncan,
2: the big junior that HPU scatter reports. They're really worried about him offensively. He hits 295
1: on the year so far. 11 ribbies, 3 jacks. A lot of power coming from the big first baseman. Oh, and the starter for HPU, Jack O'Brien, just misses on the fastball outside. Moving that count to 2-0. and Here comes the 2-0 pitch. It is swung on and missed. A nice job there by O'Brien. Mixing speeds today. He normally sits in the high 80s, usually somewhere between 85 to 89, depending on how much he wants to ratchet it up. And the 2-1 pitch from the windup is fouled away right off the end of the bat. It looked like Duncan was fooled a bit there. Again, O'Brien changing speeds, not by throwing a changeup per se, but just changing that elevation and speed. On the fastball yeah earlier we we talked about how he'll throw about 85 percent and when he needs to he'll ratchet it up oh this ball is crushed to left field no chance for kashimoto that one is up up and aloha for biola and (laughs) duncan gives the big oh he's holding he's doing the parrot he's doing the Encarnacion around the bases and he finally puts that chicken wing down but I guess when you hit a ball that far, you can kind of do whatever you want out there.
2: Yeah, got an elevated pitch right there, stayed inside on the inner half, and just got too much barrel on it. And with the winds right now blowing out to the outfield, you know, we talked earlier with the players I said that the field here at Corp, Corp field number four, is playing really small, about 20 to
1: 30 feet because of that wind. Yeah, you make a good uh, observation there, Alan. It's basically 330 down the lines all the way out to 400 in center, but... You bring that in about 30 feet as far as the wind advantage goes. So, basically, this is a tiny park when you factor in the wind today. So, the way that Duncan hit that ball out to left center, he cleared the fence at 375 by at least 40 feet. And after that long bomb by Wyatt Duncan, Taylor Justice now the catcher up to bat. One ball, one strike after the fastball there by O'Brien.
2: Yeah, Taylor Justice, junior catcher.
1: No slouch himself, hitting 3.14 on the year. Oh, a nice change up there by O'Brien, getting the swing and miss. Moving the count to 1 and 2. You always know a hitter gets fooled on a swing like that. It's just you watch his swing, it gets real long as they try to stay back. So O'Brien working quickly. This ball swung on and missed in the dirt. It'll be thrown down by Taylor to the first baseman, Travis Johnson, for out number one here in the second inning. So nice job there, bouncing back by O'Brien. Same thing happened in the first game of the season against Minnesota Crookston. O'Brien gave up a home run and was rattled a bit. However, HP was able to bounce back, and O'Brien settled down. So we'll see if he can do the same thing here as the first pitch to the next batter, James Whitman. The left fielder is taken outside for ball one.
2: You know, I really like O'Brien's demeanor right now. After giving up that home run, his pace still looks similar to when he started the game, so not really showing any effect to that, you know, home run.
1: And O'Brien actually threw a perfect game in February of last year, so he definitely has the length and the stamina for a right-handed pitcher to go the distance. To your point, though, if he can keep the rhythm up as he delivers ball three here, and the consistency, which... He isn't showing here after that home run. We'll see if he can come all the way back. Down 3-0 in the count. Looked like he tried to go back-to-back with the slider. This one right down the middle. Taken all the way is Whitman for strike one. Biola trailing here in the second inning. 2-1. HP with two runs in the first. And now a solo shot by Wyatt Duncan. Cutting that lead in half. Another fastball inside on the corner for strike two. So O'Brien one pitch away from coming all the way back from 3-0 in the count. You know, he's got a real easy delivery to start off the game. This pitch swung on and missed, so all the way back indeed as the strike three swinging by Whitman, and that's now two strikeouts in a row for out number two here in the second. I like what he did. He, he threw those two sliders in a row to get to fall really behind
2: the count, 3-0. And then he came back with two fastballs on the inner half of, of the plate. And then he goes right back to that
1: slider on the outside, low and outside, for the punch out. That'll bring up DH Sam Leshak, number 34 today for Biola. He takes a ball down low. Shack trying to keep things going for Biola here in the second. Lee Shack's only
2: played four games, starting all four, uh, the, four of the 12 games they've played so far. But he's
1: really caught fire, and that's why he, f- he finds himself in the DH slot here. So O'Brien trying to bounce back. Two straight balls now to Lee Shack. Here's the next pitch. It is crushed to left. Will that stay in the park? No, it will not. That one is up, up, and out of here as Biola ties the game. With its second solo home run here in the second inning, we're knotted at two HPU two, Biola two. And Allen, that ball was hit to essentially the same spot that Wyatt Duncan crushed his home run to. Just two batters before.
2: Yeah, that's one thing about this Biola University lineup. The Eagles, you know, they they swing it. and They're very aggressive, and, and they have a lot of pop in their lineup from top to bottom, so you can't miss. And that one just got too much of the plate. And you put a bat, you know, you put barrel
1: on the ball here, it's going to fly with the wind. This ball popped up by the next batter, Garin, pardon me, Gavin Ayers. He's hitting four sixty-seven. So you mentioned all the power. Now 13 home runs in this starting lineup. And then you have Ayers hitting almost 500. Yeah, actually, and, and the Eagles, you know, they get a lot of production
2: from the bottom of their lineup. With you know, you, you look at Lee Shack hitting 333, and then Ayers coming in here, like you said, mentioning 467. So there's a lot of you know moving around here on the bottom part of their lineup. They they get on base and they produce runs with the power they got off the top and middle.
1: So after the foul ball and a called strike, there here's O'Brien with the O2 pitch. And swung on and missed. So O'Brien strikes out the side. However, he does give up two solo home runs. And because of that, Biola has tied this one at two as we go to the home half of the inning. It's HPU coming up next. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. We mentioned the win. Now here comes the rain in the bottom of the second frame. Basically a new ball game here in the home half of the second following HPU's two runs in the first and then two solo home runs by Biola in the top of the second
2: inning You know, we did talk to the coaching staff This field can't take much more rain no matter even though they did such a good job of preserving it with the tarps They, they did say though. It can't take much more of it So, you know, hopefully this is just a quick passing shower and, and it'll dry out real quick, but it's
1: something to kind of keep an eye on leading off for HPU is Frankie Perales he Takes a strike down low and then a ball inside, even in the count at one and one from Lucas Bixby. You know, they're waiting for Nicholas Gio to get back, but,
2: you know, having to slot Perales in the freshman at second base. This ball slapped
1: away. Perales, a very aggressive hitter. Wearing a big armband, an arm guard, pardon me, on his left elbow. Nice and over the plate there, crowding it a bit. This ball swung in and missed, so a strikeout to lead off the inning. Nice job there by Bixby of bouncing back and working from low to high from strike one all the way to strike three. Yeah, as the kids say
2: these days, you know, taking daddy hacks, it, Perales does not get cheated up there. He, he's got three full swings there. You'd like to see him shorten it up maybe on that, on, on especially on the third strike, but but you can't fault him. He's hitting th- over three. I think he's hitting 364 on the year so far, so it's obviously
1: working. So up next for HPU, the catcher, Jake Taylor, takes a strike down low called Chase. As this one just a bit outside, even in the count at 1-1. and
2: You know, that was something in the recruiting class from, from Dane that I saw that he really focused on catchers, got some depth behind the dish. I think losing Kyle last year really highlighted
1: the fact that he didn't really have anybody. Oh, a nice pick over there at third. Almost a do-or-die play by A.J. Ortiz. However, he does scoop it up and throws over to first to retire Taylor. Quickly, two out here in the bottom of the second for HPU. Kind of squatted down
2: like a little bit of a catcher pose, and then he got the glove out and got it on the short hop for a nice little stab right there to get the
1: put out. So here with two out, nobody on. Noah Hata trying to get things going for the Sharks. The freshman hitting 381 as he takes ball one high and away. Hata, the freshman out of Marinol, a local product, staying home. As this ball in the dirt, two and zero. The count to Hata, nice hitters count here. You know, I got a nice little question right now. This ball taken right on the outside corner. Two and one. The count. I was
2: just asked because of the wind situation here, would you encourage your hitters to try to lift the ball? And, and my answer to that is absolutely not. You never want to change your swing. This ball fouled away. Two and two. Now the count. to Noah Hata. You never want to change your swing and, and your trajectory and, and, and your style to try to you know accommodate the field conditions because it leads to what you know are bad habits. And in baseball, bad habits are hard to break, especially midseason.
1: And called strike three. So just like that, HPU retired one, two, three in the second. We'll be back with the top of the third inning. We're tied at two, HPU and Biola. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
3: Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health. Regular health screenings are the best
4: way to protect yourself from heart disease, the number one killer of both men and women. Your primary care physician can help spot heart conditions early when they're most treatable. And if you're concerned about your risk of heart disease, your primary care physician can get you started on a heart-healthy plan. So be heart smart and make sure you're getting regular screenings.
3: For more health tips, visit healthierhawaii.org. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon.
4: Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. If you're involved in youth or high school
1: sports, you need to know about Positive Coaching Alliance. PCA is a national nonprofit organization developing better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. For more information, visit positivecoach.org.
4: To maintain a quality home or building, it all starts at the top. Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting is a Kamaaina company providing a range of services, including roof repairs, painting, solar panels, and more. Visit kapiliroof.com to schedule a free estimate.
0: Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you. Top of the third inning, Bobby Brown leading things off. The shortstop from Biola. He's even in the count one and one after that foul ball delivered by pitcher Jack O'Brien from HPU. Viola showing their power and flexing their collective muscles in the second inning with two solo home runs, one by Wyatt Duncan, the other by Sam Leshack. This one grounded the third, a nice pickup by Higa. A couple of hops over to first, not in time though, as the hustling Brown is in there with the leadoff single.
2: I love what Higa did there. He, he dives to get it down the line, saves it, and then instead of trying to Heave it. He just kind of throws a dart into the ground and let it skip off the ground in the turf uh, You know a lot of players will try to just use all arm strength there And then what ends up happening is you end up
1: sailing it a lot of trust though in your first base and be able to dig it out So after the leadoff hit by Brown that brings up leadoff hitter Tyler White who grounded out the third in his first time up White shows bunt and lays it down Higa picks it up over to first And he's in there nice throw by Higa on the run the sacrifice bunt is great by White. However, the out is recorded. A nice job there by HBU on defense. What a great job by Higa Bear handing that off
2: the ground. Ball's moist, wet, and able to still get a good throw on it all the way over to t- Travis Johnson. And good job. Nice stretch from the bag for Travis Johnson to stay
1: on it too as well. And that will bring up A.J. Ortiz. He reached on a single in the first inning but then was picked off. We'll see what he can do here with the runner on second and one out. Tie game, 2-2, top of the third inning. Ortiz takes a big hack and misses that one.
2: AJ Ortiz does have some pop, two two jacks on the air while boasting a nice, heavy 340 average.
1: O'Brien from the stretch, taking his time, checks second, now comes home. And this one, another big hack by Ortiz, but... The high and tight fastball can't quite catch up.
2: I love what O'Brien's doing there with the runner on second, who's taking a nice lead. He's changed his looks to second. Peral is doing a good job making sure he, you know, they don't just do the same
1: amount of checks. And another swing and a miss, and the power hitter there, AJ Ortiz, is out on strike. So just like that, Jack O'Brien, after giving up the leadoff single. Has gotten an out on a sack bunt and now a strikeout. And will try to retire Austin Carrillo here to get out of the jam. And that was another example of last year. That would
2: have been just a kind of a get-me-over slider. And that, what that was, that was the punch-out slider right there.
1: So, Brian, a lot of confidence working from the stretch. Runner on second in the form of Bobby Brown. And this ball's popped up. Will it drift out of play? He go running over into the mud. And it is over the backstop. Into the sparse crowd here at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park. Field number four.
2: I love Richard Higa's hustle right there. Realizing that Chase Taylor, the catcher, didn't, couldn't locate the ball in, in the sky. So Richard Higa making a play on it just kind of just ran out of real estate.
1: And we mentioned the rain earlier. That little squall has blown over. And now we have a mix of cloud cover and sun. So it does make picking up fly balls a bit more difficult.
0: Squall.
1: This ball popped up. Will it stay in play? It's drifting to Kashimoto. He's camped under it and will make the out. That'll retire Biola. They strand a runner, and we're still tied at two, heading to the bottom of the third. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So after a nice job by Jack O'Brien of working out of a jam in the third, it's now HPU's turn as the sun begins to peek out a little more here on this Paohana Friday afternoon. We're tied at two, and... Cole Kashimoto, who retired the last batter, will now get his cracks to lead off the third frame. Oh for, oh for 1 on the day. Struck out in the top of the first to lead it off for HPU. And you know after that, Kashimoto's even more fired up to get a hit here as he takes strike one on the outside corner. A little backdoor slider to start off the count. Bixby working from the windup. This ball... Fouled away. Oh, no, it is going to stay in play. It's popped up to left field. That's a nice catch made out there battling the sun by James Whitman. Oh, Kota Suzuki walking up. The transfer from Japan. to a little California love. Yeah, Suzuki making his presence well-known here for HPU, hitting 310 coming into this game. Another left-handed bat behind Kashimoto. And the right fielder takes strike one in the outside corner there. Here's the next pitch. It is right in the outside corner again. Jim LeBeau, got to love his zone. If you're a pitcher. Yeah. So quickly 0-2. This one way outside. 1-2 now the count on Suzuki. Working quickly is Bixby. Here's the pitch. It's grounded up the middle. Bobby Brown picks it up over to first and quickly two outs here in the bottom of the third. Still tied at two. A nice job by HPU of jumping ahead in the first frame. And then Biola battled back with two solo bombs in the second. That's how we got to our 2-2 margin. We'll see what TJ Smith here, the shortstop, can do. He singled back in the first inning. They got that rally going for the Sharks. And first pitch swinging here. Grounds the second. Tyler White over to first. And a 1-2-3 inning sets down the Sharks. We'll head to the fourth inning. Tied at 2. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: Leading things off for Biola here in the fourth. Wyatt Duncan, he homered in his first appearance back in the second. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you on this suddenly sunny Friday afternoon. PacWest opener between the Sharks and the Eagles. Oh, there goes another rope down the left field line. And just out of play. Fortunately for HPU there, that one had the distance. Wyatt Duncan, the redshirt junior, 6'3", 245 pounds, and it's all muscle. one one the count from O'Brien to Duncan. Here's the pitch. And a check swing. Fortunately for HPU, it's a called strike there, so ahead in the count is O'Brien, 1-2.
2: That was a sweeping slider to the outside of the plate, started in middle, middle of the dish and just let it run
1: out. Here's the O'Brien pitch in the dirt. A nice job there trying to work down, getting... The power hitter to swing, but no luck there.
2: And went with a low and away slider into a changeup in the dirt.
1: Here comes the 2-2 pitch. We're tied at two. Top of the fourth, no out. And excuse me, swing ends up being a line drive right to T.J. Smith at short. Nice job there by O'Brien of getting his hitter. Way to start the inning with one out.
2: Good job of mixing up his speeds and eye levels on that at-bat. Kind of just kept White Duncan really off balance throughout.
1: So that line drive out will bring up Taylor Justice, the catcher for Biola. He struck out in his first at-bat. O'Brien working quickly, delivers, and delivers strike one. And that breaking ball working to perfection as O'Brien already ready to go, peering over his glove in the windup. Comes home and a chopper to T.J. Smith over to first and quickly two out here in the fourth inning. Nice little three
2: hopper right to T.J. Smith who had, you know, just good footwork on the whole play. Stayed with it, caught it at chest level, was able to throw a dart over to first base for the put out. But
1: just really solid tempo from Jack O'Brien. That's something HPU has worked with him on over the past year in a, about a half as this first pitch to Whitman I don't know where that missed maybe a little low it's called a ball O'Brien dealing again this pitch taken in the dirt an obvious ball two and oh now the count to Whitman HP and Biola tied it two. top of the fourth inning in this pack west season opener O'Brien wheels and delivers now. A nice swinging strike. That looked to be another off-speed pitch down low by the big right-handed hurler. O'Brien winds and delivers. This one just missed on the outside. 3-1 now the count. And the last thing you want to do if you're O'Brien is after two quick outs walk the next batter. Here's the 3-1 pitch. It's cranked to left. Will it get down? It does. Just in front of Kashimoto. Oh, almost skips away. Good thing Kashimoto knows how to read this. Uh, We'll call it a bumpy outfield. That's putting it nicely. But he read it, picked it up, and held the runner Whitman to just a single. Well, actually, you know... From my vantage point, it looked like
3: Cole
2: Kashimo just lost his footing. That's why it almost skipped past him. It looked like as he was planning, he just—you uh, watch his kind of his right foot just kind of slide out underneath them from the you know the wet, soggy conditions out there, plus the bumps and the gopher holes. Even though there's no gophers in the state of Hawaii, gophers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so run around first with two out. That'll bring uh, up Sam Leachak, who hit a home run in the second inning. That was the tying run of this ball game little Caddyshack reference for those of you golf fanatics out there. Pickoff attempt by O'Brien. Nothing going over to first.
2: But, you know, as you know, Cole Kashimoto just with with such strength, able to you know maintain his balance even though he's falling over and really strong hands getting it, uh, his glove out in front to get it on the short hop to prevent it from getting behind him.
1: And this pitch in the dirt blocked nicely by Taylor. No advance by the runner. Whitman with a small lead over at first base. Knowing that Lee Shack has a lot of power. He doesn't want to get picked off. Here's the 1-1 pitch. It is smoked to the left center gap. It's going to drop in. Kashimoto gets to it quickly though and fires over to third. Oh, just a bit offline. So I believe it's going to be a single. And then both runners advance on the throw. So a nice job of hitting there by Lee Shack. So two consecutive singles, and both runners move to second and third on the throw. So runners on second and third. Two out as Gavin Ayers steps to the plate. Trying to get Biola ahead of this one. Two and two, the margin so far. Top of the fourth inning, HPU and Biola. Ball in the dirt taken by Ayers.
2: Ayers struck out back in the second inning in his first uh, bat.
1: So O'Brien trying to work out of a jam again. Runners on second and third, two out. The 1-0 pitch is swung on and missed. A nice off-speed pitch swung on and missed by Ayers there. And O'Brien has his speeds working today, but he's been hit. It's just a matter of can he now limit the hits to keeping the runners off of base. And we did get confirmation it was a single, advanced to second on the throw. The ensuing pitch is swung on and missed another slider. And again, he's working it high and getting that eye level shifted. Basically, a lot of the batters are guessing, and it just happens to be the fastball that Biola's been feasting on today. So Here's the 1-2 pitch. Runners on second and third, two out. Taken just a bit low, even in the count at two apiece. I'm Jack O'Brien right here. I come back, uh, you know,
2: maybe inside, high and tight, and on the hands. You know, as a hitter, I'm
1: probably thinking away. So, if I'm the pitcher, I want to come right, you know, back inside. Ayers choking up with two strikes. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It is swung on and missed on the off-speed pitch. A nice job there. Coach Alan Mia right on it. And O'Brien gets out of the jam without giving up a run. We'll head to the bottom of the fourth. We're tied at 2. It's Biola and HPU. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So after the proverbial dance moves on the mound by Jack O'Brien, getting him out of trouble in the top of the fourth inning, we'll head to the bottom of the fourth. Tied at 2. HPU hosting Biola. It's the West season opener. And leading things off in the home half of the fourth for HPU is Travis Johnson, the cleanup hitter. First baseman for the Sharks. Swings and misses at strike one. Bixby starting him off with an inside breaking ball. Nice job by both pitchers so far today as this one is fouled away. Bixby ahead in the count
2: 0-2. I love that. You go in the inner half of the with an with the off-speed pitch, and then you come right back on the outer half with something hard and firm.
1: Definitely a good approach there. <laughs> By Bixby as he in the 1-0-2 oh, count, pardon me, a grounder by Johnson to the right side. Pitcher gets over. Bixby doing his job, gets the throw 4-1 to one on the putout, and that retires Travis Johnson.
2: Yeah, Johnson kind of putting in the outreach hands of uh, the first baseman, White Duncan. Tyler White there able, though, to get it, and good PFPs right there from the pitcher. Bixby able to get over just in time to take the feed from the second baseman, Tyler
1: White. That'll kind bring of, up. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say kind of a bang bang play. DJ Stevens, who had an RBI single in the first inning. Stevens in there, the right handed hitter facing the right handed Bixby, takes a looping strike. DJ, a little bit uh, frustrated with that one, looked back at uh,
2: Jim LeBeau, kind of shook his head at him, let him know.
1: 1 1 the count now. This one in the dirt, a clear ball. 2 and 1 now the count. You know,
2: with the sunlight on, you know, DJ's just politely saying you should be able to see the ball a little bit better.
1: Here's the 2 1 pitch. Stevens ropes it to left. It'll get down and it'll have legs as Stevens sprints around first base and coasts into second with the stand-up a stand up double. Nice job of hitting there. Run around second for HP with just one out, tied at two. Here in the fourth inning,
2: yeah, and that you're just seeing the maturity in DJ Stevens. You know, having this being his, uh, I guess you you would call it his COVID year. Last year was a senior, so he got another year of eligibility. And just as a hitter, he's he's improved so much. Instead of trying to work for power, you know, really working on that line drive aspect, gap to gap, good bat angle, uh, launch angle, was able to shoot it down the line, get it corner, and coast in easily with the speed into second base.
1: That'll bring up Richard Higa, the veteran third baseman. Runner in scoring position. First pitch by Bixby, just a bit outside. 1-0 and now the count. HPU got its two runs in the first inning, then Biola countered with two in the second. It's been a couple of zeros since then, but HPU threatening here. DJ Stevens leading off a of second and one out. And you know. a nice toss on the outside corner there, even in the count at 1-1.
2: And if you're HPU, this is the scenario you want. You want a runner in scoring position with the lefty up because that means the second baseman is going to be covering a little bit towards pinching more towards the hole, so opens up the 3-4 hole for an important on the
1: right-hand side. Oh, a big swing and a miss by Higa there. He was going for it all as the count now 1-2 and two, in the favor of Bixby. And the rain's starting to come down pretty heavy right now for
2: the time being.
1: We'll see if Higa can get a productive out, getting the ball to the right side at least, maybe even driving the runner in. Here's the one two pitch. Inside almost hits Higa. Nothing going there, evening the count at 2 and 2. People finding as much shelter as they can here at Central Oahu Regional Park. And the rain now falling on the heavy side, two into the count. A pickoff move. Oh, almost throws it away again. Nice job there by Bobby Brown of getting over. And stopping that errant throw.
2: You know, I understand the point of, you know, keeping the runners honest. But D.J. on that one was really not even off the bag. And, and he still tried to force a pickoff there. And all you're asking is, is just for an errant throw. And with Steven's
1: speed, he'd easily come around. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Hit to left. It'll settle and will be caught by the left fielder there ranging over. That's James Whitman. Nice job there battling the rain. And catching it for out number two.
2: Yeah, battling a little rain, a little wind. Ball just kind of held up in the air there.
1: So Frankie Perales will have the honor of trying to get HPU's go-ahead run in. Runner on second, two out, bottom of the fourth inning. We're tied at two, and this is a big spot for the Sharks' offense. High and away is the first fastball from Bixby to Perales. He struck out in his first time up in the second inning. Peralis, the right-handed hitter, facing the righty, Lucas Bixby. This is Bixby's fourth start of the season already, as this ball is lined to right, but right at the right fielder who was playing imperfectly. That was Carrillo with the catch, and that'll retire HPU with nothing going. We're still tied at four. We'll be back with the fifth inning. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park before Bobby Brown leads off the fifth inning for Biola. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii
0: Sports Radio Network. Home of HPU Athletics, KGU-AM, K236CR, Honolulu, in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and 95.1 FM.
1: Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you. And if you're just tuning in, it's a windy afternoon here in the central Oahu Plain. And right on cue, Bobby Brown, essentially with a pop-up to right there. And because of the swirling wind and even the rain, it actually dropped in between the three fielders there. And he is going to get a leadoff double for the Eagles. Yeah. The wind, you know, just wreaking havoc on the baseball up in the upper
2: altitude, so was able to kind of change the trajectory of where it was going. So caught them all in no man's land.
1: Bobby Brown with a huge lead off a second. Oh, and nobody back to cover. So a fake sack bunt by the leadoff hitter Tyler White, and then the catcher Taylor tried to throw down a second, but nobody was covering. So Bobby Brown taking all the room he needs out there.
2: Yeah, I'd expect like a back, maybe a, back, a pick off
1: here or a back door. Backdoor throw from Taylor. Jack O'Brien from the stretch. Runner on second. Nobody out. Top of the fifth inning. Tied at two. And there's your pickoff move, but Bobby Brown saw it coming. So he scampers back in time. HPU with two runs in the first. Biola two runs in the second. Nothing going since. Here's the Eagles now with the runner on second. Nobody out. Tyler White standing in there. And he bunts this one, but he pops it up. Taylor almost is able to get it, but not quite. The good news for O'Brien, though, is that does move the count in his favor to 0-2 against the leadoff hitter. Looks like Chase Taylor wearing the earwig, earpiece, and uh, right now getting the signs from the dugout. Yeah, that communication device meant to speed things up. In the opening series, though, there were actually more delays trying to fix the communications device. Here's the 0-2 pitch. It is grounded to O'Brien. He doesn't check the runner instead, goes over to first for the sure out. And White is retired for the third time today. However, the runner, Brown, moves over to third. Yeah, good job just getting the ball down on the bunt right
2: back to the pitcher, of course, Jack O'Brien, and just, you know, making sure you get the one out. It was a just kind of followed the runner down the line and then underhanded nice and easy to, to of course, Travis
1: Johnson there for the put out, but puts the runner at third base now. Yeah, so fortunately for White, it was a swinging bunt, so he doesn't get a sacrifice. However, it worked just about the same way. And HPU's infield will play straight away. So they're essentially conceding the run on a long grounder, and there's another pop fly that's going to end up in a hit because the fielders were fooled by the wind, and that was AJ Ortiz who's going to get credit for an RBI single. And just like that, Biola surges ahead 3-2. to two.
2: Yeah, again, Biola just kind of throwing hands at the ball right now, gets the ball lifted in the air down the right field line. That seems to be kind of where the wind is really having an effect Uh you know, more so than anywhere on the field. You know, you put it just right beyond the first baseman in the air and then it kind of just dances around and it was able to kind of just come back into fair territory. Looked like it was kind of going foul. Came back in
1: and just hugged the line, falling on the inside of it. And that'll bring up Austin Carrillo. Pickoff move by O'Brien. He's a little upset. He had a lot of mustard on that throw over to first following the CNI single down the right field line. So Biola with its first lead of the afternoon, three to two here in the top of the fifth inning. One out, Jack O'Brien still working for the Sharks, trying to get out of this inning without any further damage. That ball fouled away by Carrillo. Jack O'Brien peering in, working from the stretch. Another pickoff move. Nothing going there as the runner Ortiz scampers back. Brian peering in. Carrillo looking right at him. He's flied to both corner outfielders so far today as this pitch is in the dirt, moving the count to 2-1. This is probably the first time in the game that it just, to me, looks like Jack O'Brien's rhythm a little off right now. Yeah, definitely breathing more heavy than earlier in the game. I think the fatigue is starting to catch up, and also those hits falling in there that should have been outs. Nice job there. One and two now the count. Slider there. Trying to get a pitch count right now on Jack O'Brien. Austin Carrillo in there with a one-two count. Runner on first, one run already in. Another pickoff move over to first. Almost throws it away, but a nice job there by the first baseman. Gobbling it up. Travis Johnson there. You know, talking earlier,
2: they were going to see how much they could get out of Jack O'Brien in this first game of a doubleheader.
1: And this pitch is grounded way foul down the first baseline. Way ahead of it was Carrillo. So we'll Honahoe the 1-2 count. Eagles still ahead 3-2, to top of the fifth inning. One run already in for Biola. Here in the PacWest opener for Biola and HPU. And this pitch is, oh, that looked to be a strike right down the middle, but I guess it was a bit high. The off-speed pitch had the batter Carrillo fooled, but not called there as the count moves to 2-2. Two and two. And that on the afternoon so far is his 71st pitch. Another pickoff move over to first. O'Brien trying to keep the runner honest. I'm blocked by a lot of tents here, so I can't really see if anybody's in the pen right now. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It's popped to right. There's that Bermuda Triangle again. But fortunately for HPU, it's Travis Johnson ranging back making the catch, and two out now for Biola here in the fifth.
2: Yeah, that's kind of been the recipe of disaster right there for HP so far this this half of the inning of the fifth. You know, just kind of pop-ups around that first base area, the Bermuda Triangle, as we like to say, because the wind swirling are really have an effect between,
1: you know, right field, second base, and first base. So with two out and a run around first, here's the one of the more threatening hitters in Biola's lineup, Wyatt Duncan, who homered. On his first time up, a nice job there at first base by Travis Johnson of blocking the pickoff throw by Chase Taylor that was in the dirt. He basically turned into a catcher at first to keep that throw from sailing by. So Duncan ahead of the count, 1-0. Two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. O'Brien looking in, now delivering Wyatt just a bit ahead of that one.
2: I was able to confirm nobody in the pen right now, so they're going to ride Jack O'Brien, like I said, as long as they can here. Sitting around 80 pitches on the afternoon, so still got some life to him.
1: So that foul ball evens the count at one apiece. O'Brien pitching to Wyatt Duncan. Ooh, uh, excuse me, swing another tapper back to the pitcher. O'Brien takes his time and then throws a changeup. A nice job adjusting there by Johnson. The out is made, however, Biola does get an important run here in the fifth and leads this one 3-2. We'll be back with the Sharks' turn in the fifth inning. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you live. HPU looking to ratchet up the power a bit. And, of course, this game is brought to you in part by Battery Bills, bringing you EcoFlow Power. When you need it, you never know when the lights or electricity will go out. So head down to Battery Bills and prepare with solar backup home solutions today. By the way,
2: that eco power unit that they have, the one that's like battery operated, no gas, no fuel. That thing is amazing.
1: And speaking of power, this one is powered to left field. However, the line drive off the bat of HBU's Chase Taylor settles into the glove of Biola left fielder. James Whitman for out number one here in the fifth. Yeah, James Whitman had to make a little bit of a leap there, kind of not, I wouldn't say
2: misplayed it, just again that wind is, is keeping balls in the air a little bit longer than probably anticipated. So had to jump a little bit at the last second, but because he's got great height there in left field, able to make the
1: catch and get the first out. So that out will bring up Noah hatta the freshman left-handed hitter for HPU. Sharks trailing 3-2 to two here in the fifth inning. Bixby tried to throw a first pitch backdoor slider that just hung in the air and on the outer half of the plate, so ball one. Swing and a miss there by Hata so quickly, even in the count at one and one with one out here in the fifth frame. Here's the pitch and just a bit outside. A nice job there by Hatta of letting that one go, the breaking ball. Hata entering this game was hitting 381, and he lines this one to center, and it has legs to it. It's actually going to go over the head of the center fielder out there on his horse, Gavin Ayers, and in there with a the double with one out, Noah Hata.
2: Yeah, it looked like an innocent fly ball to center field that just kept carrying and carrying and carrying, even caught Gavin Ayers by surprise, and then Once you saw Gavin Ayers Ayers just turn his back and and hightail it towards the fence, you knew it was over his head. So nice, easy stand-up double there for for Noah Hata to start off the HPU Sharks here with one
1: out. And that'll flip the lineup card back to Koua Kashimoto. 0 for 2 so far, but entering the game hitting 429. So the hits are there. He just has to square it up a bit. Is this ball high and away? I wonder if now Lucas Bixby will be slowing down a bit, the same way Jack O'Brien did in the top of the fifth inning.
2: Yeah, and as I look through the little sliver of a view I have, I can see action in the bullpen for the Sharks finally as uh, Jack O'Brien.
1: Ooh, Kashimoto almost got hit for what would have been the eighth time this year, but instead turns it into a 2-0 count. As as O'Brien is sitting on 75 pitches
2: on the afternoon for the Sharks, so... Action in the bullpen, I'm not sure it's anything
1: urgent, but just starting to get warmed up. Yeah, I have the same sliver we do, and a couple of guys are working the the resistance armband, so they're definitely stretching out. A token pickoff throw by Lucas Bixby. Nothing going as Hata scampers back to second. Bixby from the stretch. Taking a look at second, now comes home. Oh, almost hits Kashimoto again, but he gets out of the way. And that was the head of the count, three and zero. You hear some of the intelligent baseball fans near us here saying, "Anyway, on Kashimoto? And the three zero pitch is, oh, the green light was on. Koshimoto swings and fouls it away, and he kind of pops his head back, saying, "Man, I was right on that, but just missed it." Yeah, I think there's only a few players in this lineup that really would have a green light
2: on a count like that on a 3-0 count and Kashimoto being one of those guys. Not a really tall guy, but he's a big guy in the sense. It's it's all muscle and I didn't think he could get any bigger from last year, but he's looked like he's added on a, a lot more muscle mass. So, he's got pop to his bat. Hence
1: the green light on the 3-0 count. And he takes ball four there. So, HPU runners on first and second now. One out here in the fifth, trailing 3-2. Here in the Pac-West Conference opener for both teams to Suzuki now, the transfer for HPU. The second batter playing right field, hitting a healthy 300. As this one has popped down the left field line, but it'll be foul. Good news for him. We mentioned this as we were preparing for the game, Alan. Just the approach of Japanese players to kind of let the ball travel. And then you kind of have that slap effect, driving the ball to the opposite field. Almost... I think a lot of uh, they share the same last name, but similar to Ichiro Suzuki, the way Kota's swinging the bat there. Yeah. Kind of yeah. waggles it above right. his head the same way too. He's just missing kind of the pulling the right sleeve up.
2: <laughs> a swing and a miss there by Suzuki But you know like Japanese hitters too We were talking earlier They they kind of have this technique where it looks like they pull off the ball The front shoulder flies open But they have a, a uncanny ability to really keep the hands back And utilize a lot of top end speed off of it And get the hands through But by keeping the hands back The barrel is able to still stay within the zone
1: And Suzuki goes the other way again Down the line And into the glove Out of play So it will be caught for the out by Whitman and that's now two out for the Sharks, and that'll be now moving the lineup to T.J. Smith, who actually had the first run of the game for HPU back in the first inning.
2: Yeah, and right there you saw it again. Front shoulder flies open, but hand stayed back, able to take that out, that pitch on the outer half of the plate to the left side of the field. Uh, just kind of hung up in the air, just enough
1: for, of course, James Whitman to get there on the line. So HPU with runners on first and second, two out, trailing by one. And a pop-up by Smith out of play. The crowd continues to grow here on a Friday afternoon in Hawaii. Just past 3.15 local time. Birds are starting to get restless as they're starting to chirp a little bit more. You sure that's the birds or the players? (laughs) Might be be a little both. I'm just saying. Smith awaiting the 0-1 pitch. He takes it in the dirt. It's going to be a wild pitch. As both runners read it nicely in advance, so just like that. Two runners in scoring position for HPU and a very strong hitter, TJ Smith, at the dish. It's a perfect position here for TJ Smith. Infield playing straight away, outfield shaded to the left side. Oh that's a balk. That's a balk. Oh, Interesting here, Coach, oh, that, Coach Dane Fujinaka calling for time. The pitcher, Bixby, basically stopped his windup in the middle of the stretch position, Position, pardon me, and then just stopped, which should be a balk because he didn't step off. And it seems like all three umpires kind of fell asleep and didn't see it. So now Coach Fujinaka will ask umpire Dick LeBeau to bring in his crew members and talk about it.
2: I don't know how you miss that, And I don't even know how the, 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 the umpires at first and, uh, and third, I mean, first and second, didn't even see it as as well. Marshall Woods and Dean Asgard.
1: So now uh, the three umpires talking about it? Here, here's the thing.
2: If that's not a balk, I don't know what a balk is anymore in, in this day and age. Like, this guy's in the windup and he stops it midway. I mean, what what is that?
1: So Are you saying
2: someone magically called timeout? Like now, I'm getting
1: mad. Like, <laughs> like this
2: is ridiculous.
1: And oh my! Now, if I can read Not lips, he's saying he stepped off. He didn't, which step is impossible. On. If you started the the windup, he didn't step off. Wow. So an interesting non-call, we should say, which the Bach would have brought in the game tie and run now. It remains 3-2. to two. Dane Fujinaka not happy with the explanation, but walking back to his third base coaching position. And Cole
2: Kashimoto not happy at second base also. He takes off his helmet, like just kind of throws his hands up in the air, but he's got to be careful because they need him in this game. But again, if, if I'm losing
1: all definition of what a balk is because there's no way he stepped off right there. So TJ Smith takes this one outside, 2-1 and one the count. And looking at Bixby's windup again, he kind of pauses midway through, but it's to the point where you can't step off at that point from the windup. So I don't know how that was ruled, but anyway, two to one. T.J. Smith grounded on the first base line, just foul, moving the count to two and two. So now we're Deuce's wild. H.P.U. trailing three to two. Bottom of the fifth inning. And and the thing is, like, look, I get it. Being an umpire is
2: hard. You got to be able. You can't have your eyes on everything at every single moment. I understand that, but that—that's so blatant. I I mean, that's it's almost it's embarrassing. And I don't like harping
1: on them, but that—that's a game-changing moment right there. Here's the two-two pitch taken high and away. TJ Smith has worked the count full, and we'll see if he can deliver a game-changing moment with a hit here, which would not only tie the game but probably with the speedy Kashimoto on second, give HPU another lead. Here's the payoff pitch. Smith ropes it to center, but right at the waiting center fielder who makes the catch. Gavin Ayers there, and that retires the Sharks. Nothing going in the fifth, and the Sharks still trail 3-2. to two. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live, top of the sixth inning, Biola leading HPU 3-2. to two. And while the catcher, Taylor Justice, is up, Justice was not served in the bottom of the fifth inning as (laughs) with runners on second and third. And what we thought was an obvious balk, it wasn't called. So what we should have been looking at is a 3-3 game. However, Biola now or still leads 3-2. And after two quick strikes from Jack O'Brien, a ball in the dirt trying to get justice to chase but to no avail. And you know, I was saying to you off air, I actually give coach
2: Dan a lot of uh, a lot of, you know, kudos and credit there cuz if it that was me, I would have got wrong on that one because that's that again, that's a game defining moment to where you're still down one now when it should have been tied.
1: And a ball there just off the corner has the HPU crowd even more restless after that non bought call and then a ball in the dirt moves the count full to Taylor, justice You know, Jack O'Brien now
2: sitting just at about 78 pitches here. You know, really hasn't topped out on his speed either. He's kind of sitting around 82-84, and we know he can get up to 87-88. So there's still
1: a little bit of gas in him, but... This ball grounded to Higa. Beautiful play over the first. Wow. What a job by Higa going from corner to corner for the out-retiring Justice hustling down the line. He could slide his feet first to his left, able to scoop it up on
2: the short hop and get right pop right back up and throw an absolute dart to to Travis Johnson who and his outstret who was stretched out and just in time to get the out. What a play though.
1: And and you know, really that pumps you up as a pitcher and as a defense in a team. And speaking of that, O'Brien pumps in a fastball there quickly ahead of James Whitman. And I'd venture to say that one probably hit about 85-86 on that one. O'Brien working quickly. And this pitch fouled away. A nice job there on the breaking ball. Whitman didn't really know what was coming. Tried to stop his swing and actually fouled it off the handle. Well, that
2: slider started at his left front shoulder and then just dropped in on the bat.
1: (laughs) So here's the 0-2 pitch. Fouled through his legs. So Whitman just trying to stay alive. Yeah, it looked like Whitman there was expecting
2: fastball and O'Brien came back with his changeup which is his really go-to punch-out pitch. He's able to locate his, his change-up to an art, whether it be on the, the outer edges of the plates or up, and,
1: or up or down in the zone. And This ball is popped up, actually fly it out to left. It has a bit of wind under it, but Kashimoto's there. Quickly, two outs for Biola here in the top of the sixth. Yeah, if you're HPU and you're Jack O'Brien, you want to get your team
2: back in the dugout. Utilize that first play by Richard Higa at third base uh, as as kind of like your momentum, like your swinging momentum right there. And and so you know you want to you want to help
1: your team get back in the dugout as quick as possible and let the sticks speak speak for themselves. Speaking of sticks, Stam Shack with one of his own as he had a home run back in the second inning and a single in the fourth, halfway to the cycle for those scoring at home. <laughs> Haven't seen one of those in a while. Ball one delivered by Jack O'Brien. And now ball two as O'Brien has done this. He's gotten ahead, getting the first two outs, and then on the third batter he tends to fall behind a bit, and here he is again down 2-0 to Sam Leshak. Here's the wind and the pitch. It is called for a strike, so a good job there. Shack taken all the way, and O'Brien dropping in a strike on the outside corner. HPU trailing 3-2, top of the sixth inning. PacWest Conference opener for both teams and a check swing called strike two. So just like that, two balls, two strikes, two outs. Got confirmation number 32, the freshman Dylan Honda in the pen right now for the Sharks. Oh, a swing and a miss in the dirt. It's going to be thrown down to first by Taylor. And just like that, a 1-2-3 inning retires the Eagles in the sixth inning. We'll be back with the home half of the frame. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: Sharks Baseball, brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc. on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you live.
1: HPU trailing Biola 3-2, bottom of the sixth inning. Cleanup hitter Travis Johnson stepping to the dish. One for two so far. He's scored a run. And singled in the first inning. And the off-speed pitch swung on and missed. That was Lucas Bixby still dropping it in there. Nice job by the pitcher coming into this game at 2-1. and one. Johnson steps back in. Takes a called strike two on the outside corner, quickly behind 0-2. Yeah, I'm impressed with Bixby so far this game. He's really kept
2: HPU off balance, so to speak, mixing a lot of off-speed in with his fastball, moving in and out
1: of the plate. This pitch grounded up the middle, but right to Bobby Brown. He ranges over, throws to first, and gets the hustling Johnson by half a step. I thought it might have been close, uh, you know, Bobby
2: Brown really taking his time on that ground ball let the ball come to him rather him go get it, him and go getting it and so he made that play a little bit a lot closer than they probably wanted to and, and, and kudos to Travis Johnson there he could have just legged it out but instead he hustled all the way down the line which is I, I think
1: indicative of you know their head coach and the hustle he wants from them. DJ Stevens was swinging for the fences there as he misses a strike one. You know that's kind of the demeanor right there. That swing right there from DJ
2: is, is basically—he wants to put the team on his back. He he wants to be the leader and the guy, and, and and the guy to put them you know on top. And so that swing, that first swing, you really
1: saw it in his facial expression after it. So after a ball low, even in the count at one and one, Stevens takes another ball in the dirt, and now leads in this count two and one. One out so far here in the home half of the sixth inning. Sharks trailing by one. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Driven to left, but not enough air under that one. It's going to fall right into the waiting glove of James Whitman for out number two. Yeah, I think Stevens just missed
2: it a little bit. Couldn't get the hands inside as much as he really wanted to get more barrel on the ball. Uh, So just got a little bit too much air under, I mean, not enough air underneath it. And plus, it almost felt like the wind kind of died down just at that precise moment
1: as well. So far, we've had a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, and. Fortunately, more sun than both of those two as we're into the mid-afternoon pauhana time here in Hawaii. One ball, no strikes to Richard Higa, who made a great defensive play in the top of the sixth inning as Biola went one, two, three. Higa takes ball two in the dirt. Sharks looking for the equalizer, maybe even the go-ahead run if they can get some runners on here can hear the helicopters flying above us. This ball called for a strike on the outside corner. He goes fly it out to left two times today. Let me just say this. I will not be flying
2: out in a helicopter on a windy day like today. That is is not one place you will find me ever.
1: That safety tip brought to you by our resident (laughs) aviation expert, Alan Mia. (laughs) Chalk that up on the list of things I won't be doing. (laughs) as ball three is called there three and one now the count and this one is lined up the middle will it get down it does a nice job by richard higa getting the two out hit and putting the tying run on first with hpu down three to two here in the sixth inning
2: richard higa showing his strength right there kind of got it still off the end of the bat didn't get as much barrel as he wanted but still able to use a lot utilize a lot of power to line drive that right down to center field
1: so, Frankie Perales up next, trying to keep the offense going for the Sharks. Big speed delivers. Oh, and that hits Perales on the arm guard that I mentioned a few times today. It's it's fortunate he wears that because Perales really crowds the plate. And by getting hit, that now puts the go ahead run on first and the tying run in Higa on second.
2: Yeah, and stepping to the plate right now, Chase Taylor, the catcher. 0-2 on the day. Lined out to left field uh, back in the fifth
1: inning and in the second inning, grounded out the third. And a timeout on the field as the assistant coach for Biola will come out.
2: as Biola's got action in the pen going on right now.
1: And with this being the conference opener, you know, compared to the non-conference games where you might let your starter kind of stretch it out a bit, I think with PacWest play going to be so tight this year the coaching staffs will look at you know all the situations two outs here runner on first and second as maybe a bit shorter leash than we would have seen in the non-conference slate yeah i think this is a maybe more and
2: more so one give the pen a little time but uh, more importantly you're probably a strategic type meeting you know situations based with runners on first and second being a uh, a one run
1: game so home plate umpire Dick LeBow breaks up, or pardon me, Jim LeBow. <laughs> Le- Le- Le-
0: <laughs> I cannot.
1: As <laughs> Chase Taylor, the catcher for HPU, stepping back in there. No count so far following the mound visit. And this ball is swung on and missed by Taylor. Tried to hold up, but nothing going there. HPU still trailing 3-2, trying to get back in it here in the sixth inning. Sharks with two in the first, nothing since. Chase Taylor in the crouch from the right-handed batter's box. Takes this one just a bit outside, even in the count, at 1-1. One one.
2: Nice sweeping. I don't know if that's a, his curveball or a slider, but a breaking
1: ball nonetheless. Just swept right across the plate for a strike. So Taylor with a big spot here. Runners at first and second. Two out. Here's the pitch. And crank to left. It is up, up, and aloha. Taylor puts HPU up 5-2 to two with a three-run bomb to left center field.
3: Wow. Yeah, that,
2: yeah, breaking ball right there that just kind of sat in the zone a little bit too much there for Bixby. And, and of course, Chase Taylor able to get all barrel on that ball, lifted up high enough to get in that jet stream. And, you know, slaps the helmets of his other teammates, both Peralza and also Higa, excited. And that dugout is jumping up and down for the Sharks as
1: they got a nice little 5-3 to three lead here. And I'm guessing during the mound visit, that's not what Biola wanted to do. That's probably exactly what they talked about not doing, was hanging a breaking ball to the eight-hitter Taylor. And then the ensuing hitter here, Noah Hatza, fouls it away. But a great job of hitting by the catcher for HPU, not only with two out and driving the ball, but bringing in all three runs to give HPU its second lead of this game, 5-3. to three. Yeah, that's going to be his second home run on the year and seventh RBI. And he's actually one of just two players now for HPU to have home runs on the year. Taylor now with two leading the team and Travis Johnson with one. Noah Hata trying to keep the firepower flowing here in the sixth inning as he fouls this one off the catcher. Quickly behind
2: a one 2 And, you know, we talked about, like, the last half inning, how Jack O'Brien really got his team back in the dugout after a strong performance on the bump in the top half of this inning, and, and that's what momentum is right
1: there. This ball swung on and missed by Hata, so he's out. However, HPU does get a big three-run bomb from Chase Taylor and now leads Biola 5-3. We'll be back with the seventh inning. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
2: Here's a very special offer for our local college-bound students and families. HPU is Hawaii's top-rated private university. Its graduates have the highest mean salaries of any private or public university here. And now, with HPU's Holomua commitment, your tuition remaining after scholarships and grants is covered by the university. Based on qualified family income, an HPU education could cost the same or less than even a Hawaii State University. Do more with the HPU degree and the Holomua commitment.
0: HPU.edu forward slash Holomua
1: back here to live action at central oahu regional park and the first batter in the top of the seventh is the speedy gavin ayers who grounds it to second base actually the second baseman ranged all the way over to shortstop that was hpu uh, making the play there frankie perales who throws over but not in time so ayers reaches on a first pitch infield single yeah, Perales did a
2: good. Perales did a good job of being in, uh, you know, a traditional second base position and ranging all the way towards actually the shortstop side of second base to to get the ball. Uh, but you know, air is just too speedy right there, and and you know he was able to reach safely by about two to three steps.
1: Two to three steps, I would say. So Bobby Brown hitting now the shortstop for Biola. The Eagles, after the three run homer by Chase Taylor of HPU, trailing five to three here in the seventh inning. And I think some relief pitchers are getting warm for HPU, but if O'Brien can get through at least this inning, the Sharks will be in great shape down the stretch. Their back half of the bullpen is in much better shape than it was last season. Yeah, I think last year they only had 14
2: total arms, so it wasn't much you could really do. And this year I think they have 21 or so. So a lot of uh, different situations these guys can go in. Uh, a lot of depth back there on the back end. And, this, I mean, it's already a quality start for Jack O'Brien, so it's it's been a good day. You just want to see how long you get out there. So that way you can save arms going into – still got three more
1: games to go against Biola. So after that ball in the dirt to Bobby Brown, the count is even at one. No out, top of the seventh, run around first for the Eagles. Brown takes that one high, two and one, the count. Corners playing in for the Sharks. Middles straight away, trying to get the double play. Brown waits the O'Brien pitch. Another pickoff move to first. Nothing going, though, as Ayers scampers back. HP with two runs in the first, and then the big three-run homer in the sixth inning. Biola with two in the second, one in the fifth. Here's the pitch. Another outside fastball. O'Brien losing his control a bit here, and now trails in the count 3-1. to one. Yeah, it looks also like he's kind of picked up his velocity as well, and that was something
2: we did talk about in the pregame with the coaching staff was when he does kind of let that velocity go a little bit, his command will go with it.
1: Another pickoff move, O'Brien keeping a watchful eye on the runner there, and perhaps that's leading to his misfiring when it comes to home plate. Might be that, might just be the adrenaline from the fact that, you know,
2: your battery mate right there just hit a three-run jack to put him in the, you know, over the top here.
1: This ball grounded, oh, just a bit down the foul side of third. That would have been a at least a force out. Fielded nicely by Higa.
2: Richard Higa having a day. I mean, I know that's a foul ball, but that's a good play nonetheless. Richard Higa having a day at third base today defensively. Just a stalwart there for and and just such a confidence booster for your
1: pitching staff. So O'Brien peering in now, full count. No out, another pickoff move over to first. It's been a healthy start so far for O'Brien, and it's a good time to remind you that Hawaii Pacific Health is proud to be the official health partner of Hawaii Pacific University Athletics. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. Brown back in there, takes this one to left center. The outfielders converge and a nice sliding catch. Completed there by DJ Stevens. DJ with the remix in left center getting out number one. A big out here in the seventh frame. And more importantly keeping the lead runner at first. And how great is it as a pitcher
2: knowing your outfield has such tremendous range from corner to corner and then also you got DJ Stevens patrolling the middle side so you know there's not too many things that are going to get in the gap and be able to you know get by them and so just a great uh, you know show of range and speed from DJ Stevens but it also looked like Cole Kashimoto who had to run a long way too was right there as well.
1: So good job by both those speedy outfielders of communicating. Stevens made the sliding catch and Coach Ash for HPU takes a mound visit talking to his defense and pitcher about, you know, we have a two-run lead, runner on first. The last thing you want to do is allow free bases. Let's just get some outs, get out of this inning, and then we'll have six outs to go to close out the game. Home plate umpire Jim LeBeau going out to break up the conference. Which is a little bit short compared to what he gave Biola the other inning. I mean, I'm not...
2: Trying to harp on the guy. Poor guy's taking a beating from me already, as it is. But I was going to say, our analyst
1: Alan Mia fired up on this Friday afternoon. But Jim LeBeau ain't doing it for me today. Not a fan. Noted. Alan Mia, not a fan. <laughs> as we're back to live action here. First pitch in to leadoff hitter Tyler White. 0-3 on the day. Two grounds out to the aforementioned Richard Higa at third base and,
2: of course, right back to the pitcher on a sack bunt.
1: So Ayers leading off the first. He's singled to start the inning. O'Brien taking his time. Now a fake bunt. Oh, on the backdoor throw. The bunt was missed. And then the catcher, Chase Taylor, with a nice dart down the first, trying to backdoor Ayers, but apparently not in time.
2: I love that move by Chase Taylor. Just drops to his knee and and such tremendous arm speed and arm strength through his throw.
1: So the 1-1 pitch now is taken, ooh, I guess, off the outside corner. I must say that was a strike in the first inning. But it does move the count to 2-1 in favor of Tyler White. Biola trailing 5-3, top of the seventh, one out. Here in the PacWest open air against the home HPU Sharks. We mentioned earlier the great uniforms, the Nike fits worn by the Sharks today. Nice blue top, white pant combo. O'Brien comes home now and a swing and a drive down to Higa over to second. And oh, the second throw way over the head of the first baseman. But the all-important first out was made. So to be a fielder's choice as White reaches Higa with the put-out to second base. You know, the
2: only thing I can say about that is as a second baseman, you you, you, you go, thank God they don't you can't assume the double play, so it can't be an error, and it only becomes a fielder's choice. <laughs> yeah, that was Frankie Perales with the
1: uh, almost a grenade thrown over to the head of the first baseman, but the runner doesn't move over, so now White at first with two out. And the next Biola hitter, A.J. Ortiz, takes strike one low and away.
2: Two for three on the day for the third baseman, A.J. Ortiz. Two singles and a strikeout.
1: Pitch 101 now for Jack O'Brien. Here it comes, and it's taken for a strike down the middle. A nice off-speed pitch there. And O'Brien is one strike away from getting out of the seventh inning unscathed. I venture to believe that this will probably be his last batter no matter what happens here. So here's O'Brien from the stretch. Ahead in the count, 0-2. Here's the pitch. Taken to right center. And it has some power, but a nice job of Suzuki ranging over and grabbing it to end the seventh for Biola with nothing going. Sharks still lead 5-3. to This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
3: Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health.
4: Regular health screenings are the best way to protect yourself from heart disease, the number one killer of both men and women. Your primary care physician can help spot heart conditions early when they're most treatable. And if you're concerned about your risk of heart disease, your primary care physician can get you started on a heart healthy plan. So be heart smart and make sure you're getting regular screenings.
3: For more health tips, visit healthierhawaii.org.
1: Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. Kyle Galdera and Alan MIA with you here. And Cole Kashimoto will lead things off. The leadoff hitter back to the top of the order. And as the top of the seventh came to a close, I forgot to mention that when Bobby Brown was hitting, every little step he took was important there. But fortunately for HPU, he was retired on the fly out to center, and that helped Jack O'Brien get out of the inning unscathed and preserve the Sharks' 5-3 lead as Kashimoto hits this one to left. It's over the head, off the glove of the jumping fielder, and Kashimoto's not stopping. He's going to third all the way through the stop sign, safe at third. Wow. Oh that you got to put that on the highlight tape of how to run bases. Head down all the way. No letting up whatsoever. He's in there with a three-bagger. We'll see now if it's going to be ruled an error all the way or maybe a hit in advance on the error. But regardless, Kashimoto in a third. Nobody out here in the top, bottom of the seventh inning.
2: And Kashimoto all fired up there. Gave, I think, one of the hardest uh, low fives to his coach. I think Coach Dane had to tell him to kind
1: of just relax a little bit. Still waiting on the official score. As up the middle it goes, and that's going to bring another run in for HPU. The single by Kota Suzuki is in there, and just like that, Sharks lead 6-3. to three. Nice to see HPU putting it together late. And it's actually going to be ruled on Kashimoto's ball in error all the way, so nice job there getting on and getting all the way to third base. And then coming in on the Suzuki single up the middle. Yeah, just another, you know, situation there for the left fielder, James
2: Whitman, where the ball just kind of hanging in the air a little bit longer than probably you would think because the simple fact the wind up there is holding, you know, balls up in the air just a little bit longer, just enough to get over the head there of Whitman. And, and, and luckily that air turns into a three-bagger. And then, of course, Kota with the single up the middle. And uh, we're going to get a pitching change here number nine for biola coming in that's going to be gilbert lopez the red shirt junior five foot ten hundred sixty pounds from
1: whittier california coach jesse roger making the call to the bullpen there and a nice job by hpu of getting to lucas bixby and bixby did a great job however hpu with some timely hitting essentially coming up with four runs in the span of five batters over the 6th and 7th innings and not only did they take the lead but increased the lead now to 6 to 3 with only six more defensive outs to get for the victory in what would be the first Pac West win of the 2023 campaign so it was Kashimoto who reached on an error by the left fielder Whitman it bounced off his glove on the line drive and then he came in to score on the Kota Suzuki line drive single to center field. TJ Smith is the scheduled next batter for HPU.
2: For Bixby, that's going to be six innings pitched, six runs given up, seven hits, three strikeouts. If my numbers are correct, I do believe it's two walks one wild pitch and of course one hit pitch i know the box is going to stand at zero but uh let's be honest and be real there should be one on there
1: and the good news for hp is they overcame that missed balk call which would have tied things up a couple of innings ago and actually just stormed back with four runs here over the last inning plus so they did a good job of getting over that call yeah.
2: Again. Uh, so yes. Um, you know, efficient day also though for Bixby minus Kersh, a couple big hits there. Um, you know, really led by Chase Taylor's three-run bomb in the fifth. so. All
1: right. So after the pitching change, back to live action. You mentioned it already, but Gilbert Lopez about to see what he can do against his HPU offense. As I mentioned earlier, T.J. Smith stepping in now. Right-handed hitter facing a new right-handed pitcher from the stretch. This ball taken for strike one. So Smith trying to either make a productive out, move the run over, or add another hit to keep the offense going. A big swing and a foul ball there by Smith, quickly behind 0-2. Waiting on deck is Travis Johnson, the power-hitting first baseman for HPU. So the relief pitcher, Gilbert Lopez, trying to limit the damage here for Biola. Here is the 0-2 pitch. Actually, it's going to be a pickoff throw over to first. Nothing going there. That's Suzuki getting back in time. HPU leading 6-3. Four straight runs here. Four unanswered runs. Turning a 3-2 deficit into a 6-3 advantage. Here's the 0-2. It's popped up. Not a productive out unless it falls. And it's actually going to be caught by Bobby Brown, who skates out to center. Nice over-the-shoulder catch for out number one, and that was a difficult play. Yeah, great
2: play all around for Bobby Brown. The hustle to go to short center field to get that ball, and just a good job right there by Gilbert Lopez coming in and getting that initial quick out as the rain all of a sudden,
1: out of nowhere, just starts pouring down. Yeah, that... That pop fly brought the rain for sure. It's it's turned from a nice sunny moment to a downpour here in YPO, central Oahu. As the runner takes off and a foul ball will do it again. But <laughs> everybody's scrambling, trying to get their umbrellas and hoodies on. But, wow, that rain really came out of nowhere. And the wind picked up too as well, blowing right to left or from right field to left field. Nice cooling rain here in Hawaii. We mentioned in the low 70s. This game started at 2.02 local time. And a strike on the outside corner, 0-2. This is a 9-inning game, and we'll have the back end of our doubleheader action right after. Depending on the sunset at this venue, the sun sets right behind the mountains in center. So sometimes we actually have a sunset delay. So we'll see how the clouds deal with that later today as this ball is popped up and fouled away by Johnson. who will hon the 0-2 two, oh, two count, pardon me. But that second game of our doubleheader will be seven innings, so important if the Sharks can get this victory here, it lines them up nicely for a potential sweep in the opener of PacWest play. Two games against Biola today, two more tomorrow, and then the Eagles go to Hilo to play the Vulcans on Wednesday. Swing and miss by Johnson for out number two, here in the 7th inning.
2: Nice sweeping breaking ball there from the reliever Gilbert Lopez. He's
1: come in and done a fine job
2: there of kind of settling down his Biola University teammates with a couple quick outs.
1: Now this rain is definitely coming down so good job by HPU of getting that lead because it's a lot easier to maintain a lead in the rain than it is to come from behind especially with a 3 run advantage now for HPU. DJ Stevens up. He made a great catch earlier in the top of the seventh inning. Now looking at his hit total, he's two for three with a RBI single and a double. You
2: know, the good thing, too, is they've reached seven innings here, so it would be a complete game.
1: It's always a bonus knowing that, as well with the lead. Stevens grounds it to third, just out of play. So that'll even the count at one and one. And, you know, we talked about earlier if it rained anymore. There's
2: only, you know, this field can only really take just a little bit more. So you look at, like, the exterior of the field uh, right in front of the dugouts, It is real muddy. It looks like it's getting saturated again right now. The field itself, the infield, it looks to be in decent condition, holding up a little bit better. But I'd venture to say they're going to bring out some diamond dirt maybe in a little bit to try to just soak up some of the re- remaining moisture.
1: That ball fouled away, pushing the count Two DJ Stevens to one and two. I hope my backpack's waterproof because it's getting drenched. I'm going to move it. Good move there by our Alan Mia. Adjusting to the conditions as... They don't call me a genius for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) The jury's still out on that, but we'll get back to you on that. One and two, the count. DJ Stevens grounds it up the middle, foul ball. Off his front foot.
2: And DJ wears that shin guard too, but that one got him straight on the toes. He's trying to, like, as he's walking around in pain, but he's trying to walk it off. And DJ's tough. It's not, he's not going to let it bother him, but I, but I know he's in a, a bit of a, a pain there as it, it comes off his front
1: toe all the way back to the pitcher. So the rain continues to come down pretty hard here. The wind blowing out to left center field. Biola with two home runs so far today thanks to that wind. Trailing, though, to 6-3 to HPU here as the pickoff throw by Lopez over to first. Not in time. Kota Suzuki's still there. He reached on a RBI single to start this inning after Kashimoto led things off, getting to third on a three-base error by the left fielder, James Whitman. Stevens down in the count, 1-2. and two. Here's the pitch. And he takes it. Oh, it is a call strike three. Stevens can't believe it. He hates that call. However, HPU still with a three run lead. We'll be back with the eighth inning. This is HPU Sharks Baseball
0: on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Sharks Baseball brought to you by Pioneer Electric Inc. on HSRN, 95.1 FM, and AM 760.
1: Before we let you know about the new HPU pitcher, let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: Home of HPU Athletics, KGU AM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and 95.1 FM.
1: Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you on this Friday afternoon. The PacWest Baseball Opener, HPU hosting Biola and leading the Eagles 6-3 to here in the top of the eighth inning after a great start by Jack O'Brien. Seven strong innings, allowing only three runs. He's in line for the victory and will give way here to reliever Dylan Honda.
2: Yeah, just to elaborate on your stats for Jack, stat line for Jack O'Brien seven innings, pitched, three runs, nine hits, six strikeouts, no walks, no wild pitches, of course, no hit by batters, and no box. So, a really efficient, strong day, just over 100 pitches total. Uh, gives way to his bullpen in the late innings here. That's all you could ask for.
1: Oh, and Honda the lefty with a nice slider dropped in there. And I believe we have a pinch hitter here. If my. Score sheet is correct. Instead of number 18, it's actually number 14 hitting for Biola, and that is Noah Ruiz, who on three pitches strikes out for out number one. So a good job there by Honda of coming in right out of the bullpen and getting to work and getting out number one. That was Ruiz swinging and missing, and then now Wyatt Duncan taking strike one. So Honda is revved up and ready to go.
2: Yeah, and White Duncan, after that big bomb in the second inning to you know start the scoring for the Eagles, really hasn't done much since uh, a line out to the shortstop and then a oopsie daisy, uh, a little dink to the first uh, to the pitcher, in his last at bat back in the fifth inning. So, you know, HPU done a really good job since that home run to White Duncan keeping his
1: big bat quiet. Wow, and Honda with another swing and a miss strikeout. Duncan swings and is out of there. Two strikeouts. By the freshman out of the bullpen, and Honda makes his way here. He's a Hilo native, but he went to Waiakea High School, a baseball power on Hawaii Island. And Honda dialed in the five foot one, 135 pound freshman. Quickly, two strikeouts here in the eighth inning. And he finally throws his first ball Is his breaking ball taken in the dirt by Taylor Justice. That's a hard slider with late action on it, you know, to start you off with that pitch. Whew. Another slider inside. Justice having none of that, taking it inside for ball two. You know, you went two low and in slide pieces right there.
2: I'd probably venture to say maybe something hard on out, you know, up and out.
1: Here's the 2 0 pitch from Honda. The rain has stopped and the sun is back out. So unlike some of the California folks listening in today, fortunately you don't have a storm as big as the one you're facing. Hope everyone is doing okay in the Golden State. And a swing and a miss following a foul ball. So just like that, the count from Honda now even at 2-2. Two and two. To Taylor Justice. You
2: know, not only is Honda coming from the left side, like you mentioned, but he just throws a lot harder, it seems like, than Jack O'Brien. So not only are you getting a different view from the arm slot and, and arms, you know, which side it's coming from, but you're also getting a harder velocity.
1: Dylan so- Honda, according to our HPU crew to our right, hitting 87 on the gun. So definitely dialing up the power. As the 2 2 pitch is an off speed pitch right down the middle. That should have been called strike three. Another. How should I frame this? It's a great
2: eye from Jim LeBeau because uh, he might be. Jim LeBeau might be the only one that saw that as
1: a ball. And this ball's fouled away. <laughs> three and two the count. I thought you were. Actually, going to compliment that call there. No,
2: no, 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 but not, <laughs> not by any means, dude. Uh, like, I'm not trying to be that uh, guy, but Jim LeBeau is not getting any love from me today. <laughs> like, it's just not happening. I know we're winning,
1: but come on. <laughs> Three and two, still the count. Honda with another foul ball induced, so will Hanaho the payoff pitch.
2: This is the type of broadcast that gets like made viral, like, oh, color commentator at collegiate baseball game goes off on umpire on broadcast, like, <laughs> that's kind of where I wanted to go after that blown ball call.
1: Allen's backpack is wet, he's not happy with the umpires, but the 3-2 pitch is popped up, so the good news for HPU is they can get out of the inning, but, oh, DJ Stevens makes a catch on a dive. Wow, what a play. That's now two highlight reel plays by DJ Stevens, and that ends the at-bat for Biola in the eighth inning. We'll be back with the Sharks half of the eighth. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports
0: Radio Network. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: Back here live, home half of the eighth inning. HPU leading Biola six to three in the Pac West opener for both teams. And Allen, I believe we have another change yeah, for the, the Biola defense.
2: Yeah, for Biola uh, entering the game now is going to be number 27, Brendan Bell. Brendan Bell's a uh, junior outfielder coming into right field. He's going to replace the pinch hitter from last inning, number 14, Noah Ruiz, who replaced then of course the starter Austin Carrillo. So Brendan Bell.
1: For Biola. Now, your right fielder. Thank you for that update. As HPU back at the dish for hopefully, of course, knocking on wood the last time in this game because they're ahead by three runs. Six to three, bottom of the eighth inning. And Richard Higa, the strong third baseman, a defensive leader for HPU, trying to get his second hit of the day. He singled. In the sixth inning and came around to score on the big home run by Chase Taylor. And a big swing here by Higa. Just a bit ahead of it. Hey, Gilbert Lopez,
2: the relief pitcher for Biola, I really like his demeanor. He's, there's no nonsense in him. Comes from a three-quarter arm slot. Here's the 1-1 pitch, just a bit outside. A lot of nastiness and movement from because he comes from that three-quarter slot.
1: Lopez delivers, and swung on and missed by Higa. He was going for it all there. You know, there's a little bit of a late drop on his ball as well. Two and two the count. No outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Higa with a pop-up. Will it make its way out? And it does drift over the HPU dugout. Higa, the left-handed hitting third baseman. And even if you're Biola here, you even, even if they don't come back, if they can at least preserve their pitching staff and keep it at Lopez, that could be a, a victory for them as this ball's lined out the center field for out number one. What I was getting at is even if they don't win the game, by preserving their pitching staff, they at least line things up for the nightcap tonight and then the doubleheader tomorrow.
2: Yeah, you know, that's the name of the game, especially when you play doubleheaders. You know, you want to preserve your arms as long as much as you can because, you know, when you to get the games three and four on, ba- on when you're playing two doubleheaders, you know, you're just tired. You're gassed. And so usually the teams that still have arms available are the ones that come out on top. So, you know, HP right now, things are looking good if they can, you know, hold off to this lead here without utilizing too much more than
1: outsider Jack O'Brien and Dylan Honda, of course. And that'll bring up Frankie Perales. He pops this one up to the right side. Oh, the umpire not only got in the first baseman's way, but then the first baseman slipped and fell in the mud. That was Wyatt Duncan, who basically had to get the first base umpire, Marshall Woods, out of his way. And then right on the cut of the grass and the foul territory here. There's a big mud patch and Wyatt's legs came out from under him and fortunately for Perales two... he gets another crack at yeah, it. Yeah that's that's 245 pounds right there just slipping
2: right you know with your legs falling underneath coming out underneath you so you know good to see him. He's not injured the umpire is making sure he's okay. That's uh, Asgard there the first base umpire correction I, uh, that would Marshall be Woods. Marshall Woods. Sorry.
1: So here's the 0-2 pitch taken for a called strike three. And Perales wanted nothing to do with that. However, it is a strikeout and two outs here for the Sharks in the eighth inning. And Bringing up big hitter
2: here, Chase Taylor, the catcher, last inning, hit that big three-run home run to give him the lead. One for three on the day with a line out to the left fielder and, of course, a ground out to third baseman at the time who was A.J. Ortiz.
1: And Taylor swings and misses at strike one from Lopez. Ryan Inouye of HPU warming up right now in the pen. Taylor takes this one in the dirt. Yeah, Inouye, one of the strong components of the Sharks' bullpen. As another strike toss in there. A great job by Lopez of holding HPU's offense at bay so far. One and two, two out here in the bottom of the eighth. Sharks leading Biola six to three. As this one in the dirt evens the count at two and two. Great job by Dylan Honda of coming in for HPU in relief of Jack O'Brien. Yeah, what a great job on that setup roll, so to speak. Give way to, of course, uh, Ryan Ryany Noy. This ball in the dirt, making the count full to the HPU catcher, Chase Taylor. Taylor with the game changing moment, a three run Homer in the sixth inning. That took HPU from down three to two to up 5 3 with just one swing of the bat. Here's the payoff pitch fouled away. We'll come right back for another one. Taylor back in there with a full count. Facing reliever Gilbert Lopez. Here's the pitch from the windup. It's fouled away again. A good job by the backstop of staying alive. Biola's defense playing straight away. Outfield shifted just a bit to the left. And the sun is really breaking through the clouds right here as it got real bright out here just for uh, I don't know how long it's going to last. This ball again, slap foul. That's now four straight fouled away. And umpire Jim LeBeau asks for a handful of new baseballs as opposed to Dick LeBeau. (laughs) So here we go, another full count pitch, two out. Bottom of the eighth, here it comes. And swung on and missed a great job by Lopez of retiring the Sharks 1-2-3. And when we come back, it'll be winning time for HPU, the top of the ninth inning as the Sharks lead 6-3.
0: This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia back here at Central Oahu Regional Park. HPU with a 6-3 lead over Biola here in the PacWest Conference opener for both teams. And coming in for HPU, their third pitcher of today, essentially the closer here right now, Ryan Inouye. He's a side-winding right-hander. So another different look for the Biola offense to deal with. And we'll see what the Eagles can do against this strong pitcher. We mentioned earlier HPU's back end of the bullpen is much improved over last year. And if the Sharks can get a lead to this point throughout the year, they're going to be in awesome shape.
2: Yeah, that's going to end the day, of course, of Dylan Honda. One inning, one full inning pitch, two strikeouts, no walks, no hits. Really good job in that setup role, making way for, of course, like you said, the de facto
1: closer, Ryan Enoy. So the first pitch by Inouye, just a bit off the outside corner apparently to James Whitman, who's done a decent job playing left field today. However, he did have that big error that allowed Cole Kashimoto to get the third and then come in to score for a big insurance run as he takes strike one on the outside corner, even in the count here at 1-1. Inouye working from the stretch. Rocking his left leg now. A big leg kick comes home way outside with ball two. Our own Paul Brecht did a nice comparison, kind of a Sergio Romo-esque delivery where the pitcher kind of crouches, rocks a bit, and then a big leg kick before coming home with the right arm. Here's the 2-1 pitch as the wind picks up, fouled away, evening the count at 2-2. Props to Paul today, who was at UH football practice this morning. In the Uh, rain. In the rain, and made his way out to IPO. In the rain. In the rain now. And now sitting with us, you guessed it, in In the rain. rain. Here's the 2-2 pitch. In the rain, fouled away, and it's going to be stuck in the backstop. So it leads me to believe that Paul brings the rain. Paul
2: Millevinille-Brecht. Blame it on the ring. Nice reference there.
1: Here's the Honahoe 2-2 pitch. Oh, on the outside corner for called strike three, right in there by Ryan Inouye, getting the all-important out number one here in the top of the ninth inning. Great job even battling as a pitcher,
2: not giving in. Came with that sidewind arm slot, that low submarine. You know, as a, as a right-handed hitter, it looks like it's coming right at your hip. Almost freezes you, so to speak, when it's on that
1: inner half-middle part of the plate. So with one out here in the ninth, that'll bring up Sam Leshack. He homered in the second inning and also singled in the fourth. Sharks are hanging on to their 6-3 advantage. Two more outs to go to get the season-opening West victory. Leshack was one of the six strikeout victims for Jack O'Brien. Here's the 0-1 pitch, fouled away off the... Catcher's mask. Chase Taylor's okay, though, and Inouye's even even better ahead in the count, 0-2. <laughs> Inouye, again, working from the stretch. A lot of confidence up there. And comes home with it just a bit high. Nice job trying to get the batter, Lee Shack, to chase there.
2: I like that, went kind of like low in, low in, and then real high, real up and out on the outer half of the plate. Just missed in, in both, I, I
1: would say, vertical and oh, an
2: horizontal. Level. And
1: he freezes Lee Shack there with a changeup, had him guessing all the way. And just like that, two strikeouts, looking here in the ninth inning, and one out away is Inoue from not only getting the save but nailing down the HPU victory. That'll bring up Gavin Ayers, who struck out twice so far and reached on an infield single back in the seventh inning. Inouye comes home high and away on the fastball.
2: Got a little amped up on that one. Try to hump up just a bit. Lost a little bit of that command.
1: Inouye, another local product on this Sharks team out of Kailua. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Fouled away. Into the glove of the catcher Chase Taylor, evening the count at one and one. The rain subsides for just a bit here, so the on again, off again weather continues here in YPO. One and one the count. It's taken at the knees, but not called. You know you're not happy with that, however. A lot of room to work with as he falls behind in the count two and one. Inoi sets again facing Gavin Ayer from Biola. Swing and a miss, even in the count at two and two. HPU one strike away from victory. Just bringing the gas, especially coming from that low angle
2: slot. It's, it's just hard to pick up and read as a, as a hitter, especially from the right side, which Biola
1: is just a lineup full of righties. Here's the pitch. It is line to left, but there's Kashimoto. He grabs it and hustles in after a big smile. HPU secures the 6 3 win over Biola. A nice job by Inouye coming in to save the win for Jack O'Brien. And even more important, HPU getting its first PacWest win of this 2023 campaign.
2: What a, yeah, just a phenomenal job top to bottom. You know, HPU got down, of course, uh, but, you know, stuck with it even after almost a blown call on the box. that really could have had, you know, it been real detrimental for the Sharks. They stuck with it, got a big, big Big, I can't say big enough, home run, three-run home run from Chase Taylor, their catcher. And then, you know, just Cole Kashimoto, though, what a spark plug. Reaching third base all the way on that air to left field. And, you know, he really started it Then the hit-by-pitch to Prawls, And then, of course, that home run like we alluded to. But strong pitching performance from Jack O'Brien going seven strong. Dylan Honda coming in in the setup role, holding him down. And then, of course, uh, just lights out uh, electric stuff from Ryan Inouye in the – to end it and like in like, like we talked about all game long they're really they're really strong on the back end of their bullpen so uh, kudos
1: to the sharks in game number one to start off the pack west conference with the dub so when we come back we'll have the final numbers and wrap things up but the big news hpu victorious over biola six to three in game one of our double header action this is hpu baseball
0: on the hawaii sports radio network Sharks Baseball, brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc. on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. A great start to the baseball season in West play by HPU with a 6-3 win over Biola in the first half of our doubleheader action. We will have the seven-inning game, the nightcap of the doubleheader coming up at about 5 p.m., but before that, let's wrap this one up. A great job by Jack O'Brien, going seven strong, picking up the win, giving way to Dylan Honda with the unblemished eighth inning, getting the hold, and then Ryan Inouye with the scoreless ninth inning, getting the save, and I think, Alan, we mentioned it, HPU retiring the last nine batters of Viola and that's what they're going to need is... A strong back end pitching performance, if they're going to be in the top half of the Pac West this season.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, top to bottom, uh, you know, the Pac West is tough, and so you need a lot of depth in the in the and when it comes to your pitching staff. And that was something kind of HPU just really lacked last year, and this year they have it. and And now, not only do they have arms and depth, like you said, their back end of the bullpen is solid, and and that gives them you know, the upper hand on a lot of these teams. Uh, you know, you look at Biola's team; they're no slouch. They are a very good hitting team, but you know the back end of the bullpen for HPU, able to hold it down and shut them down. So uh, kudos to the Sharks, battling through some adversity early on in this game, sticking with the game plan, and then you know their bat did the talking as
1: well as their arm. So overall performance, pretty superb. So Jack O'Brien improves to one-on-one on the year. Lucas Bixby gets the loss. He falls to two and two. Good job by Wyatt Duncan and Sam Leshack of Biola with solo home runs each, but it was the big hit by Chase Taylor for HPU. And he, because of that three-run home run in the sixth inning, is our electrifying player of the game, brought to you by Pioneer Electric Incorporated, providing Hawaii's contractors with top-quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. And it was that three-run homer that put HPU from down 3-2, to two, up 5-3. to three. Then they got the insurance run in the seventh and held on from there. So a great start by HPU to the season. And in just a little bit, Alan, we'll have game two. Hopefully the Sharks can continue that momentum. Yeah. Um you never know what happens in these kind of little
2: bit of delays here in between games one and two of a doubleheader. Sometimes as players, you like to just go get right back into it. But, of course, they got to redo the field. they got to dry it out just a little bit. We have a tentative start time of 5 p.m. for game number two. Uh, again, that's dependent. If these clouds clear up a little bit, that sun could be in the direct eye line, eyesight of the hitter, so they might have to adjust a little bit. But as of right now, tentative start time for game number two uh, for the Sharks against Biola uh, University
1: Eagles, 5 p.m. And to wrap things up, while well, we take a little bit of a break here, a big mahalo goes out to our in-studio engineer, Chaz Antai, our on-site technical producers, Paul Brecht and Kuule Agbayani. She <laughs> And for our analyst, Alan Mia, we'll be back at about 4.55 for the pregame show of Game 2. I'm Kyle Galdera. See you in a little bit. Aloha.
0: You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Baseball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii, and brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc., providing Hawaii's contractors with top-quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. This broadcast was made possible thanks to the following play-by-play announcer Kyle Galdera, play-by-play color commentator Alan Mia. On-site technical engineer Paul Brecht. Operations director Kuule Agbayani, And in-studio technical engineer Chaz Antai. Visit HawaiiSportsRadio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760.